Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Athletes Unfiltered. Little zone read, and Martinez into the open field. What a move he made in the backfield. Looking for the pylon. He's got a touchdown. The podcast made by the athlete for the fans. They fake the pot pass. Martinez under duress, but he can improvise, and improvise he does. What a run. And into the end zone, Adrian Martinez. Now here are your hosts, Adrian Martinez and Jeff Ekstrom. Well, welcome back. Whether you're cooking dinner, doing some work, whatever else you do, we're glad you joined in. Episode three now of Athletes Unfiltered. We're rocking them up. Oh, yeah. I'm your host, Jeff Ekstrom. You just heard him. My other host. Adrian Martinez, Adrian, how's it going? It's going good. Really excited about this episode and, uh, you know, again, just excited that we can continue to roll, push these out and get this thing rolling and excited for what it's going to be and and all that it is right now, you know, in the moment. We decided we wanted double trouble for this third episode. You heard Cam Juergens last time, but coming up in just a little bit, Austin Allen, Travis Vokalek, tight end. Two of the tight end group people joining us here. Yeah, you know, some guys call them Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Uh, <laughs> you'll figure it out once you hear them. Um, they're great. Um, two of the best tight ends in the game, and I'm confident in that. And uh, excited that we could get them on and and you guys could hear from them because they're worth um, hearing from and, and knowing their stories and the type of guys they are. Good people and um, hell, of, hell of a football player, both of them. So. Uh, excited that we were able to get them on here and um, see what they're all about. It's a great listen. Don't go away just in a little bit. But first, we'd like to start out each episode, just another subject to riff about before we get into the main portions. And Adrian, let's talk a little bit about this past season and just with it being impacted by COVID and just having to deal with all that. Because, I mean, that's a once-in-a-century type thing Uh that you're going to have to deal with COVID and just something like that. Mm-hmm. How was it? I mean, that must have been tough, testing daily. And, I mean, having the Big Ten cancel the season and then bringing it back. I mean, what a roller coaster. It was definitely a roller coaster. And, honestly, I mean, even talking about it right now, I'm just – I'm so sick of it, you know. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. I know there's a lot of people out there feeling the same way. And um, I'm thankful that in Lincoln right now we don't have a mask mm-hmm. mandate and uh, things feel a little bit normal and that we're going to get – 
fans back in the stands during the year. Um, but while it was going on, it was it's almost just shock, you know, mm-hmm. like, is this real life? Uh, I remember when we first got the news, it was like, oh, school's going online. Like, sweet, we're going to get to golf during the day. <laughs> we're going to get to, you know, do this, that, and the other. And, like, this is going to be away in a month. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be gone. It's not going to impact the season at all. I wasn't thinking that far ahead. There was, I had no idea the, the magnitude of it, yeah. you know, or the – what it was going to affect and how daily life was going to be and probably change forever. You know, things will never be exactly the same the way they were. Um, but that whole process, um, it was just weird. You know, a lot of guys went back home mm-hmm. and guys came back at different um, time periods. And, and there was just a lot of uncertainty. And I'd, I'd say that was the worst thing to deal with. Um, just not knowing what the season was going to look like for us. And then them canceling the season and so we were ready to go. I mean, shoot, mm-hmm. I think we were in fall camp at the time, ready to go, like hyped about our first game and canceled. Like, okay, well, there's still a sliver of hope, and obviously it's been well documented, but we fought hard for a season. Um, and we knew how much it meant to the state and how much to us personally. And um, all of college football, that impact on the country. And we felt like it was important to stick up for that and stick up for what we believed in. And we did that. And I'm, I'm proud of kind of the impact we were able to have on the Big Ten and on the country in general and getting football back. So that happens, and we start fall camp all over yeah. again. And um, like, okay, we're pumped. But there's a caveat. Like, okay, we have to start this at level playing field with all the Big Ten teams. Like, we got to, you know. It's got to be fair because some – I mean, everyone was at different stages. All yeah. teams – some teams were, like, fully committed and not playing, and some teams were, like, you know, we can't get our guys back right now, whatever. It was just kind of a – it was kind of a mess mm-hmm. um, probably around the country. But in the Big Ten, it was just tough. So, we're like, okay, we're going to settle for this only Big Ten schedule. I think we played eight games, you mm-hmm. know, eight-game schedule. Um, we're like, okay, this is better than nothing. Like, we're pumped to be playing football. Don't know exactly what it's going to look like or what it means, but, hey, we're playing. So, can we complain? And I'll never forget, first game, we go play in Ohio State. And I've played at Ohio State before, and it's loud. It's rowdy, and it's fun, you know. It's what you dream about growing up, playing in those type of stadiums, playing Memorial Stadium. And we get there, you know, it's just kind of weird and eerie feeling almost. It's yeah. It's weird, you know. The Fox, uh, you know, pregame show guys are there. You know, there's like Brady Quinn and Reggie Bush and oh, yeah. stuff, Matt Leiner, those Having guys. Having Gus Johnson call the game and everything. Yeah, you know, yards. the whole bit. And they're located in one of the end zones, a um, little bit behind it. Okay, so first drive, we get the ball. Um, we go down, we score in like three plays. And I actually score, you know, burst out to the right side and get in. I'm, you know, fist pumping and like, like let's go. And I look up and there's no one there. Yeah. And I can hear myself echo. I can hear my teammates. I'm like, well, this, like, hey, we scored. I'm pumped. Playing on Fox, middle of the day, it's sweet. But. I can like hear Matt Leinart up in the like ten yards away from me, and I can it it just didn't feel the same. Yeah, it didn't feel the same, and it didn't have that kind of not that it wasn't special, but that same type of ring to it. Um, so it was it was tough handling that. I think guys got used to it, but I mean, in all reality, in all honesty, it just wasn't as much fun playing in that type of environment. I mean, that's just the truth. You want to play in packed stadiums. You want to play in front of fans, and you want to enjoy that with your teammates and relish in those moments. And so that was hard for everyone. And obviously, 
everyday life was just not the same. Like we had to make a lot of sacrifices, Yeah, you know, a ton of sacrifices. Um, you couldn't, you couldn't go out, couldn't hang out. You had to constantly, I mean, like someone have COVID. Am I interacting with someone who has COVID? Am I jeopardizing the team? If I come, you know, five symptoms, whatever. I mean, yeah. you're getting tested daily. And if you come and you infect, turns out you had it you come to practice you infect your position group and for me the quarterbacks i mean we're not playing this week because of me if that happens or you're or playing wi- whoever yeah, or playing wildcat the entire what game if, what if, happens uh, like that yeah what if austin allen comes in with covid and like the tight end room gets infected i mean are we gonna play can we play i mean i yeah. think the rule was like if eight guys get covid you can't play that week and so that was a i mean a, a constant mm-hmm. worry of you know everyone involved and there's a lot of sacrifices that have to be made and so you spend the entire fall semester um watching that closely and that means limiting who you interact with i mean i didn't see my family they didn't come to a game and even if they did i don't think i would have been able to see them because i mean there's just too much on the line as far as as far as that goes and when you pile that on top of hey we need to be winning some more games and everything else that went on during that season i mean hell it was um, a lot to handle, and I'm proud of the way our guys mm-hmm. handled it and that we fought for football regardless of the outcome because of how much it mattered to the community, to us, to the country. And, um, yeah. And going back to kind of backtracking a little bit with the Big Ten canceling the season, obviously it's pretty public that Nebraska fought for the season to go on. And got a lot of backlash. Yeah. A and, lot of backlash. And I mean – yeah, everybody bashed on Nebraska, and I mean, I don't know. It, eh, it didn't seem right. I mean, it, fighting I, to play. I don't think it was. I mean, uh, we turned into the villain because I don't think there was anyone else really taking on that role. I think yeah. we were one of the first, if not the first, school to like really stand up for it in a public way. I mean, head coach, AD, president, mm-hmm. players on the team, stand up for it and be like, we can make this happen we can follow the guidelines and have it be safe and make this happen because we feel it's important enough to do. And not everyone's going to agree on that. Um, you know, that's life. Not, I don't think there's a person that agrees, you know, yeah. on, uh, not everyone agrees on anything. Um, but it was kind of tough seeing that on social media, um, on TV, people you watch growing up just bashing on yeah. Nebraska because – Maybe at the time that was a popular take to have, you know, if that's what they believed or not, just bashing on us for having an opinion, for standing up for something we believed in, and that's tough, you know. But I think it helped the team kind of bond over something. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're all in this. Like, let's let's fucking go. You know, let's let's, let's go. You know, let let them hate. Let's accept that villain role. I say, yeah. say that in air quotes. Yeah, let's the, accept that villain role. The villain role, you know, and. We love that. I think that's something we might even embrace a little bit moving forward. I kind of like that, you know? Why not? So it it is what it is, and I wouldn't take it back, and I know the coaches wouldn't and, you know, administration, and I'm glad we were all on the same page with that. And it was uh, a hell of a journey, hell of a trip, and you're right. Like, it's one once in a century. Like, yeah. a pandemic? Yeah. Happened 100 years ago. Probably not going to happen for another 100 years, yeah. if so. If we're lucky, it doesn't. But – yeah, knock that's, on some that's wood. That's not a, kind of a once-in-a-lifetime type of thing. Yeah, and all that came with it. I mean, man, 
just just nuts i mean and, and it could be it could be lonely at, at times too yeah. man you know like some guys had to quarantine and kind of do their own thing like by themselves for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. you know and not have any interaction with anyone and i mean all you got during that time is like okay all i got is football and my teammates yeah. and school online school yep because it's practice home school back to practice same rotation. You're not really. You're not doing anything yeah. else, and you're not getting a lot of interaction outside of um, outside of that. And I feel like yeah. people. I mean, guys need it. We're college students. We're. And I mean, even during a normal year, I think it might have just been kind of the thought of like, I, like we can't do anything else. Yeah. Even if I wanted to, like, yeah, at least now we're gonna have the option. Like, hey, if I want to go do something else, I can do it. Like, yeah. I can go out and have a bite to eat. You know, like, no, that's it wasn't an option. Mm-mm. So. Yeah, I'm glad that's in the rearview mirror for the most part. Um, we'll have to ask a couple guys about that moving forward and, and their experiences. But I know it was a, a hell of a journey. And I'm thankful that I was with the people I was, surrounded by the people I was, you know, and, and felt like I was a part of something because I, I could see some other guys, you know, other places really falling apart, you know, just having to deal with things like that and, um, not having anything else besides football. You know, yeah. it's not really a healthy thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you got to have other aspects of your life to balance things out. Like, yeah. football can be really important and maybe close to damn near the most important thing. Yeah. Um, you got to have a balanced life. It's like, uh, like what the movie Soul taught me. Oh, little Pixar yeah. movie reference. Okay. Your job or whatnot does not define you. Your career no. doesn't define you. No, I mean, find I, I went things. I went through that journey myself uh, my sophomore year, you know, like my identity was in football. And it was like, I am a football player. I am the quarterback. And when you do stuff like that, I mean, the ups and downs can be really high. And it can rough, be yeah, it can be rough and really low when you're hanging on something like that. But when you're rooted in something else, you know, for me, like my faith and who I am as a person – Whatever happens on the football field is is what it is. But I can go home and be, like, comfortable with like, yeah. who I am and I'm okay with whatever other result happens. Because that's not – doesn't define me. It doesn't change me. Yeah. I am who I am, and I'm proud of that, and I can let that other stuff go. But that, that's a learning process for a lot of people. And COVID might have exposed it, for better or for worse, for a lot of people, yeah. I'm sure. Because, yeah, not having those other activities and other hobbies to do away from the uh, – athletics you're bringing those performances and those expectations home with you yeah rather than the normal times or maybe it's easier to distance yourself i mean yeah like you mentioned i think covid could have been a great thing for that helping people get that way or it could have worsened some things for some yeah there's no doubt but there's still a lot of positives to be taken from it i think it probably forced a lot of people to look in the mirror myself included and change for the better you know i know a lot of people who emerged out of this covid deal as better people and having better habits and if not i mean shoot now's your time yeah let's go you know what you got to do and <laughs> let's get better you know what i mean coming up austin allen travis vote collect here on athletes unfiltered episode three great conversation about covid but on to more positive things we'll have austin yeah. and travis the beat's going up yeah. don't worry Stay tuned, Austin and Travis. Up next, 
here on Athletes Unfiltered. Welcome back. Athletes Unfiltered, episode number three. We got a pair of guests with us today. Two men who individually is about a foot taller than me. Nebraska tight ends, Austin Allen and Travis Hokalek. Gentlemen, how's it going? We're glad you're here. It's good. Thanks for having us, you two. Yeah, doing good. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. Now now that we're on air, you know, they're, they're <laughs> just so much more polite, you know? They're not talking... A- Bunch of shit. Yeah, we can. We're not bleeping that out. That's making it. <laughs> biggest shit talkers on our team, right here. The two tight ends. Just because you're trash at golf doesn't make you any more of a big man on this microphone podcast. Yeah, it mm-hmm. d- I think it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm better at golf than, than Austin how, for sure. Maybe how, not how did that work out last time? Yeah, I was gonna say, no way you're better than me. I think Travis's back was hurting from carrying Austin the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's how we're starting this, huh? That's how we're starting <laughs> that's it how right we're starting now. With some hostility. hostility. All right. No, but let's get into some real stuff. So we're going to start with you, Oz. Obviously the Nebraska-born kid. Um, Talk about your recruitment. How'd that go? What made you decide to play for Nebraska? Yeah, so it actually – I kind of got lucky in the whole recruiting process in Nebraska was the first one to come calling. So I didn't really have to really, like, deal with, like, the D2, like the smaller school side of things. Everything kind of was expedited when Nebraska came calling first and offered me, and that just kind of – um, kind of made all the other smaller schools kind of back off, and then just mm-hmm. the other schools came calling in. And I mean, I had a choice. I I could have went to East Coast, West Coast. I had my choices in that side of things, but knowing Nebraska and what this place is known for, I mean, Nebraska is, or football is all we got here, and I know that being an in, in-state kid, and I couldn't pass that down. I mean, yeah. there's other places I liked, like there's other. So, what was the second? Biggest competitor, would you say? I mean, I did like Iowa State mm. um, just because they have a – I'm an ag kid. Uh, yeah. They had a great ag program. Uh, I, I liked their coaching staff too. Um, I could, I knew they had success in the future, and that, I think that's shown For with sure. what they did in the last couple of years. But um, there's I, – I, they can't, it can't beat Nebraska. This is where all my family's from. Um, I couldn't get away from them, and I've enjoyed every second of um, college here, even though football side of things hasn't really worked out best for us. Um, I'm grateful for all the experiences I've got here. Definitely. I mean, you're Nebraska-born. You're from Aurora. I mean, what was the first experience that you had with Nebraska? I mean, they had to be in the front of the line early on in your football career anyway when you're really young. Yeah, I I, I am an in-state kid. Um, I wasn't probably your typical in-state kid. We, I didn't go to a Husker football game until I was being recruited. I oh, mean, wow. It, it was on the TV every Saturday. We watched them. They're the first team we watched, but – I wasn't the typical – we weren't the typical diehard Husker family. Um, but, like I said, it's all we got here. And so, like, I was kind of born into it, so mm-hmm. to say. Um, but I knew – I know what Nebraska football is about. Um, so, um, I couldn't pass it down. Is there a reason maybe family wasn't a huge Husker family, I guess? I don't know. I, I We're a big sports family. Mm-hmm. We enjoy competing and stuff. Um, my dad actually walked on here. Oh, wow. In the 80s at one point. Um, he was here for a year, and then he uh, transferred to Doan, which is a small NIA school mm-hmm. here, and he played football and basketball, which is kind of unique. Um, but um, I don't I don't know if there's a rhyme or reason why we weren't like every other 
family. It seems like here in Nebraska, just diehard fans. But um, we just we just we just enjoy Husker sports, I guess. Speak about basketball a little bit. So, how, just so the audience knows, how tall are you? I'm six foot eight. Six foot eight feels like six foot ten. You know, this yeah. dude's really tall. Did you get recruited in basketball at all? I, I did. You love playing. We played at the rec a couple times. We haven't done it in a while because of COVID and everything else, but hell of a ball player. Yeah, that's um, another thing. Adrian gets dogged at um, oh by, the tight, by the tight end room. <laughs> Let that I guess be known. that was a layup for him. I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> I was trying to hype him up. Basketball skills. Okay. You know, it's fine. It's fine. We'll go on to Travis on that note. You know, doesn't, he doesn't need to talk anymore. Travis. <laughs> Tell us about your journey. So you didn't start in Nebraska. You started at Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Um, I also happen to know in high school you played a little safety. Mm-hmm. You were a little bit smaller. Yep. Pretty big now, you know, for the audience again. How tall are you? 6'7". Uh, 6'7". Six, seven. Six, seven. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to hold his laps over here. I was going to say what he wants. I'm 6'7". Okay. 6'7". Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not mad. I just... Okay. All right. Well, yeah. make a lineman joke. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. Hey, yeah, we'll, okay. we'll bring that up. Yeah. We'll bring it up. Okay. But... In high school, what was your recruitment like? What led you to Rutgers? Yeah, so um, from Springfield, Missouri, uh, it's a town down uh, in the southern part of Missouri. Um, went to Kickapoo High School, and uh, you know I was what you would consider a late bloomer. Um, didn't have very uh, very much interest until my senior year. Um, I had a couple small schools come in uh, the summer going into my senior year, um, just local local schools. Um, that offered me and then my first big um, offer was from Army and then everything just kind of kind of went on from there Um, I had you know I had Minnesota came in um, Nebraska actually wanted me to walk on um, and the irony yeah and uh, (laughs) Mr. Kurt Raftall who's no longer here anymore kind of took that spot for me Um, so he the irony again. Yeah, yeah, we, the love irony. we love yep, Kurt. Kurt. Kurt's my man. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So it came down to Wyoming and Minnesota and uh, Rutgers. I wanted to play in Power Five um, conference. Um, Minnesota ended up taking that uh, offer back when you know Fleck was hired. Yeah. Um, and you know that is what it is. Um, and then you know Wyoming wanted me to play at the end. I wanted to play tight end, and I wanted to play in a Power 5 conference. So, um, you know, kind of talked to my parents and decided that, you know, I'd take the, I'd take the long route out to New Jersey. Um, and, you know, different, different place on the East Coast. Uh, for sure. Yeah. I've been out to yeah, New Jersey one time. Yeah. One time play uh play Rutgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um wait, was that like that was last season, right? That was last yeah, season. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this dude tra- this dude trapped. This dude's a comedian. Was that was that very funny? I don't I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny. I mean we're laughing, so <laughs> exactly. we are laughing. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. yeah. Just taking your side. Uh-huh. I'm still picturing him as a D end. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. We like to make jokes on the team that Travis is uh left tackle. Yeah. You know, he's, um, he's on his way. Who who has the best body fat in this room right now? <laughs> oh dang it's two hundred and sixty five pounds, seventeen percent body fat. By like a half percent. Yeah, Austin over there and Mr. McDonald's. <laughs> okay, but don't hit on McDonald's. McDonald's is has a very big place in my heart. Yeah. So at least, dude, that's not, because at, least, at least he's not a Burger King guy. I'll tell you why. I, I, I've stayed in Aurora dude. with Austin's brother. There are two restaurants there. 
There's this one <laughs> local place, and there's McDonald's. Yep. Aurora does not have, yeah, I so, McDonald's, yeah. I get it, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that's just what you had to deal with. But The food, I mean, it's bad for you. Tastes great, though. Great deals. <laughs> I got the McDonald's app, and I get deals on there, and I can get a meal for very cheap. Yeah. Living, so I just moved in with Oz, and um, let me just tell you, the guy is not a good influence when it comes to eating dinner <laughs> at fast food restaurants. Every day. Every day, come on. Every other day, wants to go to McDonald's, get his freaking McDoubles and all that. Because McDoubles is like a buck twenty. Yeah, buck twenty on his app. He uses good grief. Yeah, so it's. I've had to tell him multiple times no because we we're trying to take. Yeah, get him right. I do. I do love my McDonald's. I will say that, but then again, what does that say to you that I'm still a half a percent body fat away? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. All right, so we're off the rails a little bit. But yeah. how did you end up in Nebraska? Yeah, so out at Rutgers for two years. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I wanted to leave after my first year. knew that the NCAA was going to pass this transfer rule um, where, you know, you could either be eligible right away with a waiver and stuff. Um, so I decided I wanted to leave, try to come back home um, to the Midwest, Midwest kid. And, uh, you know, I entered the portal when it wasn't, it wasn't a very popular thing to do right mm-hmm. away because it was, it was brand new. Yeah. So there wasn't, you know, over 1,500 kids in it like there is today. Yeah, and yeah. even now, like, there's still a big stigma about yeah. transferring or about putting your name in the portal, mm-hmm. which I think is is misguided. You know, yeah, I, I, I wish mean, people would be a little bit more understanding to guys wanting to find a place that suits them and, like, make the most out of their opportunity mm-hmm. regardless. Like, yeah. I get commitment, and trust me, I get it. You know, staying in a place and doing the whole deed, but it's not the right plan for everybody. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, when you have coaches who are leaving with three years left on their contract after spending two years out of school, I think the, co- I mean, the players can, have every yeah, right to go right somewhere too. else and go play. Mm-hmm. You know, coach can do the same thing and get paid a hell of a lot more. Yeah, yeah, completely agree, for sure. But why, why Nebraska? Yeah, so um, entered the transfer portal. I uh, got a lot of schools coming in, um, and you know, I was actually born in Lincoln. Uh, wow! My parents went to Nebraska Kearney. Both went to college. Oh there. yes, yeah. I'm, I'm from Kearney. So okay, yeah, I got you. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, there yeah, you go. So, yeah, so they're Lopers. You and K uh, shout out. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, so my dad played football out there. It was a safety. My mom played volleyball. Um, so we, they were out there, graduated, and then uh, moved back to, I think it was Omaha for a little bit, and then uh, to Lincoln. Um, I was born here. So growing up, I was, I was kind of a Cornhusker fan, um, mm. and you know, I, n- I never really saw myself playing here. Um, but, uh, so I'm in, enter the portal and, you know, schools are reaching out and in the back of my mind, um, I, I was kind of thinking I wanted to get back closer to family. Um, I had schools that were reaching out. I had to tell them no right away. Cause I, the whole reason I wanted to transfer was to get back, uh, closer to family being 17 hours away. I mean, you know, Oh, uh, I know. Tough. Yeah. 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 It, it's it tough. It could be tough. Yeah. It, it's tough. And, you know, going to a place that you're not used to, or it's completely different, uh, you know, I almost say type of life. Um, yeah, it, it's it's hard, and you know, you you definitely have, uh, you know, some times where you're it, it's it's really hard to deal with. Yeah, and, I mean, um, coming coming from probably the, a Midwest mm-hmm. way of life, I, and I would dare to say probably a little bit slower, like it's calmer, and mm-hmm. going to a hustling yeah. city, yeah. you know, up in New Jersey. I mean, coming from California where I was and super busy, I think that transition to something slower is easier. Yeah. 
than going from what you're used to to something that's just like always moving kind of can be a lot yeah for sure yeah it, it's completely different it's fast paced you know there's some assholes out there definitely uh nice. <laughs> there, there's, there's some nice people out there too um you know i, I got you know guys who will be at my wedding from out there um so you know um i you know like i said schools are coming in um i've got my grandparents live in lincoln my right. aunt and uncles live here parents are from here born here um and so nebraska reached out and talked it through with my parents and decided this was a place to go uh yeah. came on a visit didn't even meet any of the guys um, you you actually met me well yeah okay yeah Jeez. i take it back do you want to tell this because i can tell it too <laughs> you got it you got it okay so you know travis is sitting there with his dad and uh one of our tight end coaches and i just look at him like holy shit like who is this like who is this kid like what's going on you know whatever blah 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 like one of the guys comes like, hey, you like need to go introduce yourself to this guy. I was like, okay, I will. He's like, shake his hand, like, what's your name? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm Travis. I'm like, you're in high school? <laughs> you're a high school kid? I mean, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> I I literally told him, I was like, you're in high school. And then he's like, no, I'm not in high school. Like, you, mm-hmm. you fucking idiot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, geez, this, kid, this guy's definitely not coming here now. <laughs> Just botch this conversation. But Yeah, yeah. So what Adrian's talking about is out of high school um i came out well i graduated like 210 pounds so i was a little scrawny kid and now i'm sitting here at 260 265 so um <laughs> <laughs> you're burger away from a left tackle yeah. <laughs> whatever there it is there it is yep there it is <laughs> so yeah but I, I didn't meet any of the tight ends i met adrian um and like he said when came up we had that little moment together i guess you'd say yeah, never forget yeah Jeez. and uh now i'm here so loved every part of it great guys in this program um you know i think this program's going in the right direction um and uh yeah excited for the future excited for the season yeah no doubt so. there's a little bit of pr talk in there man like come on this is unfiltered you can be a little unfiltered but yeah, yeah. i agree with you i agree <laughs> with you that part yeah. i agree for sure but yeah travis you mentioned about recruiting and then coming here New Jersey to Nebraska maybe just what are the some what are some of the subtle changes that you noticed from New Jersey coming here to Nebraska yeah um so I mean like I've said the the way of life yeah it's it's speedy up there and you know the Midwest you know slow pace everyone takes their time no one's in a rush um Nebraska nice deal. yeah Nebraska nice that's go. a real thing yeah. I mean that really is yeah People are just it for super sure is. Nice here. yeah um so yeah, that was probably the biggest difference. And you know, being out there for two years, I got used to it. I can't. This is funny. So, I'm back here. I'm actually back in uh, Iowa where my parents are at, and um, I'm driving my sister. So we're like just on the road, and I'm driving like fast as shit. And she's like, "Dude, what the hell is going on?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "You're driving like you're from New Jersey," and I was like, "No, don't say I'm from New Jersey." So that that's one of the. Um, one of the things that, you know, really stuck out to me was just uh, the pace of life. I'm sure so, the traffic there was nuts. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's busy as shit, too. Yeah. So, mm. but. Like, yeah. when, we, when we went out there and played at Rutgers, dude, it was like the roads were, like, one street wide. It felt like one lane wide, it felt like. Yeah, and we were in a big old bus. Yeah. That was a trip. Yeah. yeah. And I, the first thing I, I think I said it to Travis, I said the first thing I said I hated about New Jersey was the lack of dirt roads was killing me. Yeah. <laughs> the lack of dirt. This dude, Austin. Yeah. Aurora. That's McDonald's. The, that's that's, yeah. the, that's the Nebraska kid talking about there. <laughs> Homegrown Husker. Homegrown Husker. Big Austin Allen. 
hit on McDonald's, man. It's right next, it's right next to the one stoplight in Aurora. We have so, one stoplight. So it's fair to say probably the two of you, you're going to settle in the Midwest somewhere. Settle yeah. Midwest. You want to stay in the Midwest. Um, I know I talked to Oz. You're, you're content just going back. He just know, wants to go I, back to Aurora. Aurora, you know? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't – Cause some I people I know. Aurora, like, that would be ideal for me. <clears throat> yeah. It doesn't have to be Aurora. I'm, I am an ag major, so Midwest probably is where I'm going to have to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the Midwest. I don't. I, I don't see myself ever leaving it. Um, I will go Kansas. I will, I'll, I'll move. But um, if I had it in a perfect world, I'd go back home. Um, Aurora, Grand Island, just somewhere around home. Carney would be nice. Oh yeah, Carney. Shout out to Carney. Carney, UNK. <laughs> <laughs> Trav, what about you? You have any? You know, put any thought to that? Back to Old Missouri. Yeah. Um, you know, I've thought about it. Uh, and. You know, I, I'd be fine living in the Midwest. I also kind of want to move down south. Um, I want to coach when I'm done playing, uh, probably at the high school level. So I th- thought about coaching at the college level, but, you know, just the time commitment and never getting to see your family and stuff, um, you know, just I don't know if that's for me yet. Um, so I'll probably try that and then uh, see what happens. And if I do end up coaching high school, I'll probably move down. I, I don't know. I was thinking Texas, you know, somewhere. Yeah. Texas, Florida, um, somewhere where high school football is big. For so, sure. Yeah. And it's probably fair to say that your dad's been a big influence in yeah, that. I mean, that, yeah. You know, being a coach, yeah. uh, college coach. Yeah. yeah, and your uncle as well, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, you know, growing up as a coach's kid, it, it's different. Um, you, you don't get to see your, your dad a lot. Um, but, you know, he's grinding his ass off just trying to win games. And, I'm, I mean, you can see how our coaches yeah, work, I, too. They're, they're up there from – The time commitment is nuts. Yeah, from like 5 a.m. to like 10, 30, 11 at night and then do it all over again and – and then recruiting in the off season, it's, there's really no off season yeah. for those guys. Yeah, it's it's tough, but um, yeah, my dad's been my biggest influence in my life, and I think since I was ten, I I told myself I wanted to number one be a college football player, and then uh, number two try to make it the NFL, and number three be a coach. So mm. yeah, I respect that. Yeah, so I living the dream right now. Living so, the dream, just yep. playing golf, playing a little golf, <laughs> yeah. playing a little college football, mm-hmm. making it to the league. Both these dudes, yeah, freaking studs. Yeah. Oz, what about what about your parents? Your influence there. I had the privilege of meeting your dad. Great guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my parents are awesome. Um, I think my dad's my biggest um, guy that encouraged me to be a competitor in sports. He's got me to love the game. Um, my mom was always um, always there supporting me whenever whenever in whatever I was doing. Um, love them both to death. Um, but yeah, they're both very competitive. Um, yard games, card games, whatever we're doing at home. It's the biggest competition. Um, on the block so um yeah my parents are awesome all my siblings are we all had the opportunity to play sports in college and um so we're 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 pretty like I said a competitive family um my sister ended up playing volleyball at KU and my brother played college ball and my other brother had the opportunity to play college ball let's talk about the competitiveness in the tight end room what's the dynamic like what's coach Beck like um even old Steve in there Lucky to have that guy, Coach DeMeo. Steven. Um, Let's say, yeah, because that tight end room has suddenly gotten very crowded within the mm-hmm. last couple of years. I mean, mm-hmm. freshman year, especially in Austin, when you got there, I mean, it was Jack Stolen and you and a couple others. But now you got four or five guys who could start mm-hmm. at any other schools around the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's probably, I think I'm going to be biased here, but it's probably the most fun group on the offense. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coach Beck is awesome. I think it's a it's a consensus on the offense that Coach Beck is an OG. He's a he is an OG. Yes, he's got that he's, old he old guy swag. 
he's, yeah. yeah, and he's got a lot of football knowledge. Um, he coached receivers at UCF. He said at one time he coached linemen for a bit, um, I think. Did you mention that? I don't know. He always liked to say he's a quarterback, played quarterback in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, he, he coached DBs at UCF for a long time, too, so his understanding of defenses is, is awesome, and that helps us out a lot as, as a tight end um, group, understanding what we need to see, what we want to get accomplished, and what we're seeing across the field. Um, but it's awesome. Like you said, we got a lot of guys that are competing. Nate Borcher stepped up a lot this spring, and he's um, a guy that's going to be fun to watch here in a couple of years. But, young uh, Bork. Yeah. A little young Bork. I give him a shout out right there okay. for sure. Yeah. Um, but the addition of Travis, too, in the last two years is huge just because obviously a Power Five starter as a true freshman um, coming in and helping us out. So it's, um, we got a good group and good coaches. and Great group. Yeah. 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 Great group. Yeah, um, you know, I got to agree with Oz says. Um, I think we have a lot of talent in our room, um, and I think the future is very bright in the tight end room. Definitely um, got all we young got Buck Fedoni. Yeah, we got Fedoni yeah. in there. Um, you know, who Carney sadly got hurt. Yeah, you got Carney, um, and then you got Hickman, who's with, who's in there, who joined us back in the spring after. Um, hey, he's been a receiver, tight end. Yeah, yeah. He, he's been switching back, back and forth. forth. Yeah. yeah, he's been going back and forth. It's a hybrid. So, yeah, the the tight end's got a lot. Tight end room has a lot of talent, and you know, I think I've had so much fun with these guys. Um, you know, I think coming here, I, I was very uncertain because I didn't meet any of the guys in the room. Yeah, and you know. Shit, I'm growing a mullet now after Jack Stoll. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, <laughs> that doesn't tell like, you anything. I mean, shoot, shout out Jack Stoll. Yeah. We, we're gonna have him on yeah. here at some point, but total slaughter. What total slaughterhouse? Yeah. He'd understand the reference, but uh-huh. just a great guy. Brought <clears throat> insane energy. Um, I don't think there was a single guy who didn't like him. You know, yeah. just a, anyone. One I, of those glue any, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. anyone that I knew that knew him liked him and remembered him. You know, one of those guys that wasn't forgettable either. He, he was entertaining. At, shoot, I remember Jack Stoll, quick Jack Stoll story. When I first got to Nebraska, enrolled early, blah, 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 um, get there's kind of overwhelming. Like All these dudes on the team, you have no idea who anyone is. You know, you're just pressed to try and make friends, get to know the guys, whatever. And like the second day I'm there, Jack presses me about what his name is. I'm like, what, what? Like, I'm like, what's up, bro? He's like, what's up? Like, what's my name? I was like, uh, I don't That's know. tough as a freshman. <laughs> yeah. All those names. I mean, it's, exactly. It's one of the harder things you got to do. So he's like, all right, I'm six-pack Jack. That's all you got <laughs> to remember. Oh, I, you gotta remember. I was like, all right, six-pack Jack. That's what I called him for the longest until I figured out, you know, he didn't have a six-pack. Yeah, yeah. Worst, worst abs <laughs> in the tight end room oh, for sure. He, I, there were so many times in our workouts where he just, he just sit there and go, crap. Look at my six-pack. <laughs> like, oh, bro, you do not have a six-pack. You're going to see a six-pack. Yeah, neither six-pack. one of you, look you guys at me. don't either, though. Jeez. He's falling right in his footsteps. Yeah, huh? look at him. Yeah, I've <laughs> turned into that guy. He's got the mullet. got everything. just speaks for itself over here. I'm just, I'll, I'll say yeah. it. Yeah, it is what it is. Let's, <laughs> let's, talk about, uh, let's talk about some games. Let's talk about some game experiences. You guys have obviously both played in some big-time games, big-time opponents. Who is the best player you've played against? I'm kind of curious to hear it. Oh, this should be interesting. I think. Well, I mean, Chase Young was obviously a beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like personal, because I could say, yeah, <clears throat> Chase Young, he got drafted yeah. second overall, but remember, different answer. you remember, I think it was your freshman year, my redshirt freshman year, and we went to Michigan. Dude, Bush. I was, I was, <laughs> you oh, stole my dude, answer. That, beast. Devin yeah. Bush he was, is oh the best gosh. player I've ever played against. Yeah. I mean, the speed was just stupid. I remember we ran an option, um, ran an option to the right side, and he was behind me. And I pitched the ball to Divine, 
And by the time the ball gets to Divine, Bush is like on him, tackling him. I don't even know how that happens. I remember running a, a draw, and he flies to go cover like our stick route. Mm-hmm. And I'm already shooting up five yards, like pass the line. He's freaking there I, in a split second and hits the crap out of me. Like, this dude is insane. He's all over the place. Head well, still ringing there, that there's game, a reason sure. why I draft him in our Madden Fantasy League <laughs> oh, to use yeah. him in the, as a middle linebacker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's nuts. What about you, Trav? Got anyone in mind? Yeah, another Michigan guy, uh, Rashawn Gary. Mm. Yeah, that was tough. Do you think it has anything to do with, too, like we were younger? When we I, played I those think guys, so. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, were well, you guys on the road, too? We were on – well, that was probably the most – one of the most brutal games I've been a part of. We yeah, got tough. we got beat pretty bad. Travis, you weren't here yet, but I mean, mm-hmm. you played him when you yeah. got Rutgers. But yeah. that was that was a tough game. <laughs> That's probably probably lost worse. And, and Winovich, uh, gosh, <laughs> that dude was probably one of the biggest shit talkers I've ever played against. Chase Winovich, he's oh, on yeah. the Patriots now. He's a dude with like the long, the long, long yeah, blonde long hair, right? blonde. He was yeah. on like the whole revenge tour, you know, that dude, whole he, deal. He was pretty good. I, oh, I remember seeing him run down. Like I don't like to admit it though. Oh well, yeah, but we. When was that? I don't know. One of our games against him, we, I'm blocking like out in the slot, like mm-hmm. this, like this outside backer. I might have been split out wide all the way out, blocking a corner. Our running back, just this was when I was at Rutgers. Um, our running back, I don't know, ran like a toss right or something. I'm blocking that guy. He gets past me. Little do I know, I think we're gonna score. Twenty yards down the field, this man comes flying out of nowhere. And makes the tackle, and I was like, "Are you serious?" Uh, that's a Patriot player, right yeah, there. Yeah, a dude, Patriot way. Oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just shocked. It's pretty crazy. I, I think that is interesting too. I mean, we were fr- like, we were freshmen. You were a freshman when you played yeah. them. Like, yeah, yeah. I think if we like played those, like if we were our age now and we played them again, like yeah. maybe. And I mean, we're still beasts, but like, yeah, we're obviously better players though, and have a different grasp on things, and kind of have uh, like things to reference. Like you know, we yeah. played a bunch of teams, a bunch of players over the course of time, and like yeah. maybe yeah. it doesn't like stand out as much now that yeah that guy's a good player but so am i you know and we yeah. we got a squad we'll be fine mm-hmm. let's say at that point in time i mean it's maybe your first time in a huge environment in michigan against mm-hmm. a lot of nfl caliber players yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think it, another thing is confidence too mm. that was a big thing for me as a young player i was not confident in what i was doing and that's not because i didn't know what i was doing that's just because i was nervous i don't know why yeah it, you know that's like half the game yeah Really, yeah. I mean, confidence in yourself and and those around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I will say that we're talking about Michigan. That was one of the most under, like, it, 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 I, I think the stadium didn't live up to the hype. Like, really? I, That's like, what I was going to ask. But like, say, how yeah. you say, like, dude, are we what playing? Are we big? playing there this year? I think, I think they're, they play they're coming here. to us, yeah, right? I think they play here. All right, so we're fine. They yeah. call, they, I mean, they, <laughs> so we're fine. I totally agree. with They call yeah. it like the big house. Like I'm, I'm expecting like this place is gonna be sick, and they're like we show up and it's just like, I mean the like a big bowl. Like it was nothing more yeah, than it, just a. It a was bowl. weird too because you drive up to it and it's like underground, so yeah, like okay. the whole stadium isn't standing above like Memorial does. You know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like underground. You get to it. I mean, it's super cool. It's old for sure. Like, but it, that, it goes out. Yeah. You know, it doesn't go up. So you don't feel those fans as much. And I will say we were getting our asses handed to us, so maybe they weren't as into the game as, yeah. I don't know, another time. But it didn't – it just felt like, wow, there's a lot of people in here because it was sold out, something like that. But it didn't – it wasn't loud. Like, Ohio State was loud. Was, yeah, Ohio mm-hmm. State was loud. Cool. say I was going to ask about Ohio State too. I mean, I think that's kind of underrated in terms of a big time – I mean, maybe not. Big time stadium because – just looks humongous. I mean, yeah. it's it's it huge. Looks huge. You got the mixed element of, you know, it's Ohio State, the history yeah. behind it, whatever else, and you know, the crowds more on top of you. Mm-hmm. 
and they're getting rowdy. I mean, they're into it. They got a good team, the whole bit. So they got everything flowing for them. I remember my freshman year, we go down there. It's fourth down, and I can't even hear myself talk, like trying to talk to the O line. Wow, Ohio State was for sure the loudest. Of yeah, any. Wisconsin was real a was really cool too. environment too. It's pretty night. loud. They do yeah. the whole yeah the night game there, whole jump around bit. You know, good mm-hmm. for them. You know, whatever. <laughs> I, I I think those students go there just for that too because you, remember in the first quarter of that game the whole quarter of the stadium wasn't there and they just started filling in the fans or filling in the students they're probably just tailgating the game that's dude true, that's probably true. getting hammered yeah. in the parking lot yeah <laughs> but then like they did the jump around thing and then it felt like everybody left after that so i don't know then again yeah it was a closer game like yeah we lost by a couple touchdowns i think yeah but it was just like kind of back and forth high scoring game i know we put up like more passing yards yeah so that was a fun game than offensive anyone in the last couple years so yeah that i remember that one and that one was high scoring yeah what was that We've actually had some pretty good games with Wisconsin. Yeah. We didn't like, play them we last should've, year. Yeah. Two years ago, though, we sh- when they came here, we should have yeah. – I want that one back. I don't yeah. know about yeah, – I want a lot of games back. That, yeah. It's been, yeah. It's been like, all those one-score games. An unfortunate theme, but yeah. mm-hmm. we're getting that shit figured out, yeah. which is good. Let's say, as a fan, obviously it's going to be different as a player, but I always felt like Wisconsin was the underrated rival. Like, obviously Iowa. I don't like Iowa, but I don't know. I respect Wisconsin, but also I just – I don't like them either. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we don't like them either, for sure. And I feel like I w- that's I would more say, rivalry than some others that people have hyped up sometimes. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, Like though. now, I feel like Wisconsin and Iowa are those rivals. I think an underrated rival is kind of Minnesota. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, yeah. I think, and then Illinois, I mean, I don't, they're our first game of the year, but they talk a lot of shit. Dude. They do. They yeah. talk a lot of Like, more yeah. shit than – I mean, Iowa's going to line up across from you and, like, know what they're about. And they're going to hit the shit out of you. And, like, they're, they're like Northwestern that way. Like, mm-hmm. they're not going to mess up. They're going to – they know what they're doing. They're not going to f*** it up. They're just not. They're going to yeah. play hard, balls to the wall. Not that these other teams aren't. They don't really say much. Hmm. Illinois will talk yeah. all game. Up, yep. down, tied. All game, you're hearing something from those dudes, and they're coming after you. So, I mean, I respect it. That's what their game's about. Um, I'm trying to think of any other schools that are really big shit talkers. I mean, it's not really the reputation of the Big Ten per mm-hmm. se, you know. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, Colorado wasn't great. They're 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 yapping a little bit, but oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get that with every game, too, though. Yeah, like, there's, there's, there's going to be talkers. Like, there's going to be two or three guys that just don't shut up. What's the game. weirdest thing said or done to you in oh a game? Oh, my gosh. Oh, Remember man. Northwestern? <laughs> on the uh, the Borat thing? Yeah, yeah. They're, um, we're not on punt. punt. Yeah, yeah, on punt. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's another story about punt that I was going to get to. But the, Cade was lined up, and Cade had a fat mustache. Shout out Cade Warner. But yeah. Cade yep. had the, yep. the meanest mustaches. And this guy was like... This is gonna this is gonna be the unfiltered part, but he he, he <laughs> <laughs> come on, just fill it out. Just come on. He uh, he said that, or the guy from Costner goes, is that a, that's a nice mustache, and you're like, hey, this guy's got a Borat mustache, and we're all like kind of joking, I'm like, yeah, he's got a Borat mustache, and he goes, well, Borat's a racist, and like just calling like eighty one's a racist, like all that stuff's like, jeez, like that North, turned, Northwestern was, yeah, all those guys yeah, chirping him, yeah, I was like, that turned to the worst quick. That's yeah. a very weird connection there, we, yeah, jeez, uh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> like, but uh, we're lined up on punt too, and there's. This is funny. The, um, the, 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 the nose guard. He was know. huge. Like, just, just a big, big bowling like, ball. Yeah, he looks like just a big like bowling ball. Five, yeah. ten, maybe. Northwestern? Three yeah. Bills. Yeah. 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 And he just lines up on punt. He's like, oh, fat ass in the A gap. Coming for you, boy. <laughs> I'm coming. Like, just screaming the whole time, just like at the snap of the ball. Just, ah! 
<laughs> smoked the shield, which sucked because yeah. I was in the shield at the time, and that was yeah. awful. But it was so funny just getting a laugh pre-snap and that guy saying, "Oh, fatty." Is there idiot. usually yep. is there usually a lot of chirping going on and like special teams like punt like that? Yes, most of the time, just because I mean, more likely than not, it's gonna be a fair catch. So we're out there just. Yeah. I mean, not to say we're out there having fun, but, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're always I out mean, there having fun. All right, I mean, honestly. there's times where, you know, there's guys definitely talking shit, but there, there's some dudes who are like, either out there on the other team that you kind of, you know, just kind of mess around with, and you kind of have just funny conversations with them. Yeah, just, like, and throughout not, the game. Yeah, yeah, and you just say some stuff, and you're like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and, and there's been multiple, there's been multiple times where, like, we'll be running, and some guy's saying something to me, and I'm just laughing while I'm running. Like trying to run a route, just <laughs> laughing my ass off. So, I yeah, we're gonna need you to yeah, knock that shit yeah, off and lock it in, in Trav, because <laughs> that's yeah. not acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something. So my freshman year at Rutgers, I think, uh, yeah, I think it was my freshman year. We came to Memorial and mm. played you guys, almost beat you guys. Um, uh, I guess you weren't here. Almost beat us. I mean, I wasn't here, <laughs> yeah, and I you're guess, on Nebraska yeah, now. Guess, but anyways, yeah. almost. Um, so we came here, and that, you know, was probably the coolest experience I've ever had, um, up to actually playing in Memorial. Still haven't played in front of 90,000 because of COVID and everything. Wow, yeah. yeah. Dude, I, oh, I didn't even think about yeah, that. And yeah. not even trying to be biased, I think Memorial Stadium's the best. Mm-hmm. I really do, just yeah. all-inclusive. Like, everything you get with that, mm-hmm. it's hard to top the balloons when you score. I mean, yeah, they're sure. end of the game, respectful enough. I don't think those guys get chirped a ton on the sideline. Yeah. Like, when we go to Iowa, like – Dude, they're oh, talking dude, right there, oh. shit to us really? all game behind our backs. Oh yeah, yeah. oh oh yeah. Dude, that is, that's crazy to me. That it feels like you've been here for three years and you still haven't played like, in a true. Even as a spectator, media person, feels like you've been here for like two, yeah. three years. Yeah. So I had to sit out that first year and was still on the sideline, but didn't play in front of them. And then COVID hit, and played in front of what? How many people are at our games? Like seven thousand, something like that. Yeah, something. just family and friends. Yeah, but. This year's a year. I'm excited. No doubt. And even running out in the spring game, like, it's just, it's, it's a different, it's, it's, I, it's a different I can't feeling. Even it's, explain it. It's it so just hard. hits you so yeah. hard, and it, you're like, oh my God. The gosh. music, too. Yeah. Oh, dude, probably the hypest, though, I've ever been. Remember the Akron game? Oh, my. The first game. Dude, the first <sighs> game, Trav, I don't know. I can't explain it. But okay. Frost's first game, night game. I mean, Jeff, you. Yeah, I was there. That is a. Once or twice in a lifetime feeling. Yeah, that, that dude, I will never game. forget that. I mean, yo, it was the the frost era was like. I've yeah, heard yeah. even like <clears throat> the music, talking the walk. It. Yeah, it was a night game walk, too. The night game. Oh my goodness. Dude, if we played that game, we would want 60 to 0. I For swear. Sure. I was yeah. hyped out of my mind. First ever game, we were running like a draw play first. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was, I was taking dude, it to the yeah. house. I was taking <laughs> it to the house. I was like, my first time being on the field, too. Because I was on kickoff return. You know how we lined up for kickoff return or whatever? Yeah, didn't they kick it? Yeah, they kicked it. And then kicked it. The guy comes running on the field like, hey. Well, you guys, I think you guys were lining up for a play. Yeah. And I remember seeing seeing on Twitter somebody's like, well, dissecting the game here. It was just a screenshot of one play. He said, well, there's a lot of things you can run out of this formation. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny, though. You're right, though. That was experience I'll never forget. Dude, unreal. But, yeah, I'm sure when the – I'm sure they'll be pretty hyped when we get back in there, yeah. you know, for that first game back mm-hmm. Memorial. It's sold out, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, oh, it's going to be. Forever. You know. Just wish it's, they would have you guys be. a night game. Dude, yeah. no. You know, uh, part of it, let's, let's – yeah. We're Honestly, we we got to win some games. That's part of it. Big part I agree. Of it. Second part is, you know, when you're on the road, not night games, 
It's kind of nice. It's, yeah. it's nice, and it's preferable. You know, one, the atmosphere. It's always rowdier at night. I remember when we played at Illinois my sophomore year. Yeah. I guess your sophomore year, too. Um, they gave, like, free tickets out to the students, so the students are all showing out. And it, I was like, wow, they actually packed this place, and it was rowdy. Yeah. I mean, night games are just like that. It sucks. Um, and then going home, you get home at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Like, when we went to Rutgers and played that night game. Oh, that was oh. terrible. Home, I think we got back at, like, 5. Yeah. We got back late. It sucks in the like night games too <clears throat> on the road, just because you have to. You're locked in the hotel all day. Yeah, you, 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 you can't just, do anything until no. like three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, because yeah. I mean it's a business trip, and we wouldn't expect anything else. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're gonna go roam in the city the day of yeah. the game, you know? Like, yeah. You have nothing to do except watch college football, study your game plan, and like, all right, like this is what I'm doing Saturday, mm-hmm. waiting for our game, which sucks. And then you get back at a brutal time. All right, well, we quick turnaround here for the next game, whatever it is. Yeah. So I'm not complaining about that, but I do want a home night game. I agree. Dude, yep, one more. Well, on. speaking of that, <laughs> tell me, I mean, I don't think, Travis, you would have played in it, but you were mm-hmm. probably there. The Ohio State night game, college game day. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Except about us that. getting our asses kicked yeah. besides that. The result probably yeah. wasn't what you wanted, but. Yeah. It was still a, a really cool environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, we. Played Northern Illinois at night too. That was cool. That's they right. did like the red light show or yeah, whatever. That was, that was the first time they did that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So that, that was, was cool. sweet. Yeah. That was sweet. But I mean, college game day being here was electric, like all yeah. week. A ton of fun. Um, yeah, it's fun for us. Fun for the fans. I mean, like mm-hmm. they they obviously get that experience. They don't get that that often. They they filled out that parking lot out. Oh yeah. East yeah. side of the stadium. Yeah. Made. Showed out. I mean, they did their part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did their part. Yeah, that was a tough game. They were a really good team. We could have played a hell of a lot better that game. But mm-hmm. when you play really good teams, and, I mean, in the Big Ten, the margin for error is so small. I mean, I know you guys know that. But, yeah. like, we've lost a ton of close games that could have easily gone our way if a couple other plays would have been mm-hmm. executed better, you know, type of deal. Um, but when you play a really, really good team, like, that margin for error is slim to none. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you got to be executing and dialed in and – and that opportunity comes for them, like, you're going to get hit in the face, you know? Yeah. Got to be able to swing back and not be scared off by it. You know, mm-hmm. like, for example, the, our this last year we played Ohio State. It's 21-17, I think. I fumble, they score, punt, score again. It's like that's the change yep. of the game right that's there. That's the change of the game right <laughs> there. And we were battling with them we were right there and they knocked us on the canvas and we didn't respond the right way and they were i mean they made it to the national championship yeah. you're not if you're f-ing up more than three times in that game you're not winning the game it's mm-hmm. just how it goes yep. you know if you guys can speak to that too yeah. i mean yeah. you're right we played a great game until we started making errors and then it's just all downfail from there um but you're exactly right the margin error in the big 10 is very slim yeah the te- teams are like really alike Really like, and I mean, they're all talented. They're all good. I mean, we're playing college football. We're playing the Power Five Conference, yeah. and this is what we expect, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the way some of the teams play, like more um, like ball control. You know, like the Iowa's and Wisconsin's. Like they're going to have the yeah. ball a good chunk of the game because it's like kind of the style that they're they gonna play. They're going to have it close to twenty minutes. So your pose- your possessions so are getting shut down, and you. That means you have to make even less mistakes. You know, you're not going to get as many opportunities, and you got to make the most out of those possessions. And that's kind of the Big Ten. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. that's kind of how it goes. For sure. And I mean, that's interesting too because you guys are on an offense that's meant to strike quick and meant to go fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How frustrating is that sometimes to play against those teams that hold it for close to 20 minutes, and you're just sitting on the sideline sometimes, being like, "Come on, I want the ball." Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's. 
I like it too when your defense is showing out and I mean they they can take their time for three downs but as long as our defense holds them to three and out I mean that's we get plenty yeah. of time to rest and recover and get out there and get accomplished what we need to get accomplished yeah um, and we've kind of had like a blend of the offense now too okay. like striking quick and like kind of not going as fast mixing yeah. the tempos I think that's helped too because you know that could be hard on the defense yeah and when you when you talk about that how you kind of adjusted the offense to maybe a little more balanced in terms of slowing it down sometimes speeding it up was that something that you've seen evolve from the first time you arrived on campus and running the offense? I would say for sure. It's, and, and I think those things are, are natural and they have to happen. You have to be able to change and adapt and um, just kind of the way things go. You know, you figure out the Big Ten. I think we've all had that adjustment period. You know, there's still a lot of those elements that when we first got here that were like the main part of the offense. Those things are still here. It's just about finding little nuances and mixing in different things that will help our team. And I think that's what we've done and have gotten to a good spot at right now. I feel good about yeah. what, we're, what we're doing right now is as good as it's been. So. Yeah, I agree. 100%, 100% agree. I, like, we, like you said, when we first got here, there was stuff that obviously worked in the American Conference at UCF that they obviously didn't know any better when they got here. And we ran it and kind of got shut down in a way because the Big Ten Conference – or Big Ten DNs were – little more disciplined so to say not to hate on the American conference they got good ball players but like you're there you got really disciplined teams here and just some of that stuff doesn't work and I think like Adrian said the way we nitpick certain parts of our offense is just getting better and better and I, I really like it yeah well. kind of like fine-tuning it yeah when you have defensive ends getting drafted number two overall yeah, you have yeah. to make those make those adjustments yeah no doubt <clears throat> sure Austin Allen Travis Vokalek joining us here athletes unfiltered we'll take a break then we'll come back with our favorite part of the show tweets unfiltered Tune in. Stay with us. We got to reel it back in. Um, <clears throat> into the best segment of this show, I I might add. Oh, you know, for sure. Best segment. Tweets unfiltered. Austin Allen, Travis Vokalek, currently combing through their phones right now, looking <laughs> for some things. Dude. Um, let's go ahead and bring up Coach Beck's tweet. Bring it up. Let's let's see what it's about. The OG? The yeah. OG. Come on. Um, Set the scene. So this was actually just the other day, and it's a tweet by Trent. You know his last name. Mossbrucker. No, I knew his last name. I just don't want to mispronounce it. But it's – I think we just had another tight end oh. commit. And he just tweeted out a picture – or uh, is it, it's a GIF, right? Or GIF? Which, is which it GIF? I think GIF it's – I always say GIF, but I think it's GIF. Oh, my goodness. You're a GIF guy. I'm a GIF guy. You, what, you just said GIF. <laughs> but I know. I said – I think it's well, – I say GIF, but I'm pretty sure the right pronunciation is GIF. Yeah, I think it's GIF. Okay, that's how it's usually said. Numbered. I'm right. a GIF guy now. Anyways, so um, wow, follower. <laughs> <laughs> so Trent just tweeted out this uh, GIF of Beck, you know, flicking his hood with his his AirPods in, mm-hmm. and his, uh, his little like gold bracelet, dog. just looking like an OG. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's the best tweet I could find right now, because uh, I sent it to Oz and just said, "Look at our coach." It's not even a comment. Baller. There's no comments under it. No, or anything? it's just. It's, 
No. If the, if the tweet needs that's no all words. You guys, it's just, that's all you guys brought to the table? No. The, okay. Well, I... This is tweets unfiltered. I had... Okay. About. I don't... Oh I can't gosh. find the tweet. But oh, I real. somebody tweeted at me and said... I had... Okay. Un, like, unbiasedly... I guess kind of selfishly. Not unbiasedly. Selfishly. I had a good game blocking. And... Um, a fan tweeted, like, oh, it's now in a great game blocking. So I was like, oh, sick. I'm getting some hype on Twitter. Like, come on. And then some guy like, quote tweeted or re- replied to it. Austin Allen actually had a terrible game blocking. I was like, that's, uh, built, or that's a knock on my confidence right there. <laughs> no. It, 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 the guy was Joe Schmo 0034. Like, it, you could tell it was a, a – It was a bot. Yeah, it was yeah, a bot, bot burner account. But, like, it's just funny to laugh at those kind of things. I mean, a lot of times the – the actual account will tweet something, and people will just start roasting us for no reason at all. Like on the things, it's just it's just funny to scroll through. And it's like, man, you're a computer in a basement somewhere, probably. Like, shut up. Like, it's just funny to look at now. It, <laughs> bring that you want to hear, it, Adrian? Yeah, there let's hear it. So it's a tweet. The tweets from Nebraska football, and it says like, "Don't drink the Kool Aid like 15 times." Okay. Oh, I forgot one. about that. I don't Number one brought that yeah. up. Number one comment at the type at the top. I'm sure we'll be drinking about four wins worth with number two as our QB. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. oh no. Wow. You know what? Wow. That's just some that's just some hate. It is. Dude. That's just some hate. Come on, man. That doesn't make me feel good. First off. Don't drink the Kool-Aid if you don't want to. First and foremost. You know? I'm drinking it myself. I think we're doing pretty freaking good right now. Yeah. Great off season. And to that guy. Can I hear his username? Who is this? Hold up. up. Hang on. That's uh, the first comment. Underneath. That's the top comment. It's top comment. Tweet. I found it's got seven tweet. likes. I mean, that's not really yeah. a, it. Was, many, it, was tra- it was Travis's burner account, yeah. actually. <laughs> you know, we're actually we're the guys hating on yeah. you. Yeah. Um, Oz, you got a tweet. You I'm, I'm scrolling, buddy. All right. Gosh, you guys are slow. Yeah. Bots. I'm oh, sorry. Right. Oh, sorry, we don't like technology. Oh, okay. We're in the Midwest, dude. We live. We ride our horses to school, and we don't have electricity here. <laughs> we Sorry. have tractor days at school. It's, we do. We do have I tractor know you days. Do. I know you do, That's dude. And then there was a day when all the all the we called <laughs> we called uh, I don't even remember what we called them, but uh, all the guys that had like trucks and stuff, they always put American flags in the back of the truck, and then we'd line the whole school with American flags, and people have the tractors. You just thought you were just sick. Took pictures and American. Put American. that on Twitter with your. It is. I probably pulled like four. The account is. Uh, how do you pronounce that? Jerezda one from Omaha. Jer. Wow. Jer. Can I see this guy? Jerezda. It's a. Oh. No, not even a. Thirty-three followers. Profile picture. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hiding behind a screen, man. Yeah. Come He's tell it to me. Following the followers ratio is <laughs> Come terrible. tell it to my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meet me on the course. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know if that guy's probably played a snap of football in his life, but he can comment whatever he wants on a little Dude, keyboard. Dude, you know. That's the thing. I mean, we've gotten into it a ton in this section. You got to laugh at it. You got to love it. It's part of what comes with the territory. And you know what? I could be honest, man. I don't give two shits if that's what you think or if that's what you believe. Because I feel great about us, about myself, enough to not care. That's how you feel. Yeah. Side note. Go f- yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, it's it's funny to look at. Those things are not going away. I mean, they're not. And it's funny. Like, have you guys gotten any hate like on Twitter like that? I mean, I Let's say with you, you guys not able to find end. anything. That must be that's a good, a good thing. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's out there. I just 
I haven't really looked it up. You guys are I mean, the spotlight's both... a little bigger on like Adrian, obviously. Cause... Well, yeah, yeah. You're, you're both not really social media guys yeah. a ton. Really not. What about like uh, Instagram? Like, what's what's your social media of choice? Instagram gets its fair share. I mean, at least for me, you know. Yeah, like yeah. I'm a before. big Instagram guy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I bet you are. Yeah. I, Likes to flex his mullet Monday, mullet Thursday, mullet yeah. Wednesday. Uh, every day. Mullet every mullet. day. got a mullet. Yeah, mullet every day. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably my biggest use of social media is Instagram. You and you and Cam's uh, – <clears throat> talked about it a little bit with Shout Cam. out Ping. Oh, my. The t- you, the shout t- out the Ping. Adding – Oh, my God. Adding – so the, these guys seem to think that they're going to get sponsored. <laughs> By a major golf company when, <laughs> when name, image, and likeness comes through. So they decided to just tweet at golf companies like TaylorMade. At TaylorMade, I love your oh, clubs. Yeah. Didn't Cam literally just post something about TaylorMade? Yeah. Yes, he tags them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It won't even be anything related to it. Like I'll Maybe maybe I'll tweet something <laughs> like, like, oh, I had a great day on the course or something just like very basic. And you're like, yeah, maybe it was great, but not as great as my at ping driver. Like, what is that? Yeah, so um, what is that? First off, ping is way better than TaylorMade, and you can you can ask Cam Jurgens. Oh, just about wait this. till I get on the course with my new TaylorMade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sim throwing, two throwing plugs out. Yeah, do like a cinematic camera roll. Dude, we're, like, we're gonna get. Can't a pick. wait to get back on the course with my. Tailor made, uh-huh. and yeah. stuff like that. He's gonna yeah. get our digital like creative team to like make a highlight of him, like <laughs> <laughs> using his pink yeah, driver. Yeah, my slice every yeah. time. I should see this guy swing a club for real though. It's just powerful. Dude, you act, yeah. you talk a lot of game for losing to us. He's, Last he's I was I was talking to you, I was talking him right. up. I, just, I, yeah. I, I, saw, I saw an opportunity to diss on you. Yeah, I took it. I was eager to jump in there. Yeah, but for real. So Cam and I actually played today, and. I'll just let you ask him how that went for him. Oh, I do know he Obviously, beat you, though. I, I kicked know his he ass. You. Yeah, but he, so, beat he, he, he beat you yesterday. He beat me yesterday. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that the endorsement deal is probably going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so He's seriously. Especially after they see um, see the way that I've been hitting the ball off the tee box recently mm. and the fact that I have a lot of Tiger Woods gear, so I'm – Basically, Tiger Woods. Is, is, Tiger Woods a, is Tiger Woods a pin guy? No, I think Tiger's a tailor made guy. Which oh, hurts. what are you it hurts. doing? It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Tiger's a tailor made guy. He's gonna. He is. He's a tailor made guy. You gotta make decisions. I always thought he was Woods a Nike guy. Be a pin guy. Well, because Nike doesn't make clubs anymore. You know, they made clubs. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Nike used to make clubs. I, yeah. I knew they made yeah. like golf balls, but I didn't know they made clubs. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't I, make golf balls either, right? Nike anymore? Oh, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah, tailor made isn't there. Which I mean, I don't know what to say about He's that. Speechless, dude. You, you just yeah. You, <laughs> you ended your own argument. I know. I mean, yeah, I did. Thanks for that. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, these two guys apparently just have great interactions on social media all the time. So mm-hmm. there's not no negative, no negative on uh, yeah. Instagram, Twitter, I mean, yeah, Snap, TikTok. You guys yeah, got there, TikTok. There always is stuff like there's stuff that pops up on your phone that you read that never like actually click on. That just like mm-hmm. you read, it's like oh. It wasn't kind of douchey thing to say like you just stuff you're just like wow that was very uncalled for but like i just laugh it off i think yeah, it's that's what I'm saying. Like, like, I, I laugh and, and I, I mean you said it before like all the guys on the team like we just read it and just laugh our ass off about it yeah like we you think it's, we it's funny when we shoot the shit about like certain things like yeah. ah, come on like, yeah gotta love it yeah but yeah it, you you get that done and then you just clear it like you don't even like yeah they get the satisfaction of us reading it like i mean when you mention maybe if if they know they don't even know if we if we have or have it you know but yeah i mean they love you and they love you but 
No, there's if definitely you're not performing like you're yeah. passionate enough to care about it, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to respect. No, we got very passionate fans, and there's always going to be people out there who are going to support you no matter what, and then there's going to be fans who are going to shit on you. Mm. So, yeah, they're going to shit on you. Period. Yeah. Oh, dude, my sister likes to roast me. Oh boy. Oh yeah, look dude, at Rob Austin. Dude, t- oh, which one is, you that, is that you? Which one are you looking at? <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. Geez, oh me. my gosh, something like a good throwback oh, basketball. Dude, pick. I got a cringy one. My sister tagged me in. I'm holding like a chicken, and I got like gaps in my teeth when I was a little kid. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> look at that. Oh dude. my. It's bad. Cause I, I live on a farm, and like I had a little egg business. I sold. A dozen eggs for like 50 cents. I don't even know what it is. I, I mean, I was a little young entrepreneur. And so the newspaper came out and doing a little gig on me. And I was like, sick. So they're like, yeah, hold a chicken. And I was like, all right, I'll hold You were cheesing hard. And, oh, I had Dude, a huge a, double chin. There's a stage of just like learning how to smile. When you're Dude, a young kid. Sure. Yeah. Still learning. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, facts, facts, but. Usually at first you look like you're in pain. In pain, dude. Yeah, like my girlfriend's younger brother, he's like 12 right now, and he's like smiling. Like all the relatives are making fun of him because he looks like he's in pain. <laughs> but I think you have to have that. Like people saying you have an ugly smile would be like, oh, I need to fix my smile. Like my yeah. siblings like roasted me, and I like maybe made me work on my smile. Yeah. I was just, yeah, dude. Sorry. Sorry. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know about that <laughs> smile. I, just, <laughs> yeah. I might have to take that one out. But. Uh, just fucking <laughs> Still coming through these tag Dude, pictures. Why am I? There. Why am I getting pointed out? I don't even know. Ooh, Austin has yeah, or Travis has some brutal ones. Oh, that guy's uh, grabbing. No who, did, who are you grabbing? Dude, I never had Instagram until I was in college. Really? Yeah. My parents were super strict about social media, and I, I didn't have Twitter until I was like sophomore in high school. When you started and it was only because of yeah. recruitment. Yeah. yeah. Only wasn't allowed to have a Snapchat. You know, my sister, like my no sister, disrespect, just roasts me. but disrespect towards Austin Allen wasn't a great he picture was, taker for about twenty years of my life. <laughs> he wasn't a cute kid. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, that's foul. Oh, that's foul. Man. Oh yeah, Trav, <laughs> dude. I know I have some. I, I got. Some oh, I got some pictures stuff of on there. Travis. Fan, your fan page. Trav has a fan page on Instagram. If nobody really, was, yeah. yeah. Wow. So, you it made it yourself. like two followers. No, I did not make it myself. Uh, three Do followers. you follow it? Number no. one picture? Yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so it's not really a fan page. It's like a... It's... So... Get dirted on page. Yeah, it was basically just a shit on me when I was in high school. Like, somehow these people got these pictures of me. And wow. we're posting them on there. I guess one picture. Um, the bio says, there. what can I say? He is a baller. McDonald All-American. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> Some basketball reference? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can I can shoot the three a little bit. I saw Trav play basketball. Anyone that says I can shoot the three a little bit <laughs> cannot shoot. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I saw Trav shoot a basketball for the first time probably since high school. And granted, he has added 60 pounds. And yeah. It was the ugliest. Like, Travis probably looks like that guy. Shots. You ever like just lift heavy arms, a ton of arms, and go try and shoot a basketball? Trav 100% of the uh, time. Just doesn't bend right for a basketball. Out there and it just like flies out of his hand. Yeah. yeah. Breaks. Just flies over the backboard. Yeah. I don't know. My shot was pretty flat every time. Yeah. Like, he did. I, I, I never guys, got my though. arm up. I just out. Just like a dart right yeah. to the hoop. Yeah. But I don't know. Not surprising. Yeah. Not surprising at all. I have one more random topic because I think we're pretty much done, right? Yeah. We haven't um, talked about the mullet yet, though. We haven't talked about the mullet. Yeah, we talked mullet. a little bit about Jack Stoll influence. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you at with the mullet? 
why is it still on your head? And um, <laughs> why are you the way that you are? <laughs> why are you the way that you are? Um, yeah, just, is it a mentality? Is it a lifestyle? It's a hundred percent a lifestyle. Mm. You know, when I was in high school, I told my friends I was going to grow a mullet, and never I, pulled the trigger. Well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never pulled the trigger, and I think it was for prom. I was like, guys, I'm going to grow a mullet for prom, and it never happened. I was too scared. Um, just afraid of what people thought of you. Yeah, you know, and back in high school, like, I, I cared about what people thought about me. I don't now, but I don't now. <laughs> I, I, obviously, I don't care. Um, but I like this like little curl, and I got like this curling gel to try and make it like like stick out Pause. and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that never happened. And then you know, I got here, and I saw Jack, met Jack, and I was like. I have to do it. And he, he talked me into it. At first, I wasn't going to do it. Jack could talk yeah. me into anything. Yeah, 100%, right? 100%. Yeah. He may be. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you finish. No, I'll go. Okay. Um, yeah, so Jack talked me into it. And then it's just, it's been a connection. Um, the mullet bros. Connection. Yeah. The mullet bros. How many guys on our team have mullets now? At least five. Well, we have another one in the tight end room. We got, oh, we got two. We got Bork? Hickman Hickman, and Little Bork. Does Hickman count? His is like a jerry curl. <laughs> 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 Which, I mean, hey, I'm in the same boat. Hickman, no, no disrespect. Like, I'm wearing a hat right now. I got a little thing going on uh-huh. the back. You know, it's a little... Yeah, be mulletish. You know? Give yeah. little Borks a year, and his is going to be disgusting. Yeah, he's a, just a disgusting enough guy to let it go for. Disgusting years. is a good term in the tight end room. Just <laughs> throwing that out there, yeah. just for some context. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think we got what? Probably how many guys on the team with mullets? Probably I don't know. I got a, I don't ten, know, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> ten, maybe, maybe less. There was at one point where we had a <laughs> there we had was a, a shit lot. ton. Dude, Reed Carroll yeah. had a oh, naughty oh, one. Reed yeah, Carroll. Naughty. Shout out Reed Carroll, man. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. he was my uh, he was right next to me my first year here in the locker room, Damn, and yeah, his his mullet was nasty. Reed was goaded, just yeah. a hell of a guy. Good dude, great dude. Austin Allen, Travis Vocalect, joining us on Athletes Unfiltered episode three. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. It was a fun time. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us too. Make sure listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you can listen to podcasts, and make sure go to our social medias at capital A T H unfiltered on twitter and instagram and our personals as well at martinez the qb and at exxon sports thank you for joining us for major martinez i'm jeff ekstrom we'll see you next time